Um, you may be a person who is a fan of love stories. Uh, maybe not, but um, there are a lot of great uh, love stories uh, that might come to mind. Maybe Han Solo and Leia, or maybe Star Trek's Spock and Uhura. Uh, maybe it's uh, something a little less traditional, like uh, Pixar's Wally and Eva. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, I recently was watching a, a documentary on YouTube about Bob Marley, and the fourth episode is really about his uh, love for uh, soccer, which most people call uh, football. And uh, he truly had... Um, a love uh, for the beautiful game, and uh, it was really an amazing thing. But all through uh, human history, there has been a love story uh, playing out, a love story between God and people. And what we've been, if you've been following along with me and uh, Bible reading online at uh, benmalman.com, and uh, we've been in the 70s of the Psalms, and today we're on Psalm 80. And this section of the Psalms is Asaph, writing about this love story between God and people and the lessons that they've learned through their history. And it's, it has drama. Uh, it has infidelity. It has hurt and pain. It has love and restoration. It has, um, it, it's really an amazing story. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this love story between God and people. And today in part one, I want to focus on this truth. God shows love first. God shows love first. God doesn't give us the opportunity to show love first. God has already given us love, and that gives us the ability to be in the love story. You might already be thinking, Pastor Ben, where are you coming from today? Well, uh, let's have a look at some scriptures. Psalm 139 and verse 13. Uh, here's how the song goes in talking about God. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. The songwriter is singing a love for God who created him by design, who gave him a life, but also created him by design. And we see that all, all the way in the beginning of Scripture in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. If fast forward into Acts chapter 17, we see Paul walking around the streets of Athens with Dr. Luke and his uh, ministry team. And he's noticing that the people of Athens love to investigate the ideas of the day and that they were spiritual people. They were people always seeking spiritual truth. And he talks about um, this truth of God showing us love first by giving us light. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, it might literally translate it in this way. From one human, from one bloodline, God created all humans. And here's how uh, Eugene Peterson, the pastor, paraphrased that. Acts chapter 17, verse 26 from the message. Starting from scratch, he made the entire human race and made the earth hospitable with plenty of time and space for living. And he's getting that from, in the original uh, Greek, what Paul's really communicating is that God set things up so that people of all ethnicities from all nations could dwell together. And uh, he continues, with time, plenty of time and space for living so we could seek after God, not just grope around in the dark, but actually find him. 
He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He's near. We live and move in him, can't get away from him. One of your poets said it well, quoting a, a Greek poet. We are the God created. Paul continues to talk to the people of Athens. Well, if we are the God created, it doesn't make a lot of sense to think we could hire a sculptor to chisel a God out of stone for us, does it? Paul's trying to turn their attention away from the public narrative that they have, that there were many gods in many ways. He's trying to shift their focus to there's one true living God who has made a way through Jesus. But what we see just right from the beginning in the love story between God and humans is that God showed us love first, giving us life. And this God is a creator. And this God is a creator who uh, is telling a story. This God is a creator who has created every character, um, giving those characters life and giving those characters his own image, a likeness, a similarity, that every human is created in the image of God with a likeness, a similarity to God, attributes that uh, reflect to God. Now, I know we have a lot of writers in our church family, so this probably won't be too far of a stretch for you. But just think about think about what it meant to God as a creator. Okay, so say, for example, I was going to write a story and let me give you an example. So let's say, for example, I was creating a character for a story. And the character that I was creating looked a little bit something like uh, Boba Fett from Star Wars. And, but maybe this is the character that I created. And so I came up with, you know, this really cool helmet design. And I came up with this amazing utility belt and jetpack and all these different multipurpose tools. But let's say, for example, I was creating a character because I wanted to communicate with other people something about myself so that in our relationship with each other, you might learn something about myself from this character. And let's just say, for example, because we don't want to be um, anti-Star Trekian here, let's say, for example, the Boba Fett Star Wars character was the noble protector of the Star Trek Tribbles, who are these wonderful, adorable little characters that need defending, that need protecting. So let's say that I, cre- I did everything to create this character's design, and I created that that the the weapons, the the, the tools, that the armor, that everything about this character was because the character was a noble defender. Because I wanted you to be able to understand that I am a noble defender. This is a little bit of what it is like. It's kind of a silly example, I know, but this is a little bit of what it is like in God creating us in His own image. God has shaped each one of us. God has put within each one of us an eternal value. There's a value on our life. There is something about us that is like God. There's something about you that is like God. You might have a hard time believing that today, but it is true. You were created in the image of God. So God has, God shows us love first. He shows us love first by giving us life. And what we also see is that God shows us love first by offering us salvation first. Like we, we, don't, we haven't had a chance to, nor had anyone in human history had a chance to try to do something first before God gave them life and God offers them salvation. Uh, let's 
you go back to uh, Paul, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this, Romans chapter 3, verses 23 through 25. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. What, what he's saying is that while we were still, well, he says in Romans 5, 8, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Okay, so God didn't wait until we were on our best behavior. He didn't. When we were at our worst, God showed us love first by giving us life and making salvation available to us. And he does this through Jesus Christ, which is the image of God in HD. God sent Jesus as this image of himself, this representation of himself in high definition with great clarity. And it's important for us to consider what that means and that everything about Jesus in the image of God, Jesus, the literal image of God, the representation of God, God's love on display. What was Jesus like? Jesus was compassionate. Jesus is compassionate. Jesus was a healer. Jesus is still a healer. Jesus was a servant of others. Jesus is still a servant of others. Jesus was overflowing with love, humbly. He is still this way. Jesus said, High definition. So God has made salvation available to us. He does it first. God's love started all of this. All of human history was started by God's love that gives first. God's love gives first. This is who God is. If we think about it, God shows love first. That means that God is not me first. And if you've ever been around uh, young siblings, children, you know, two, three, four, five years old, uh, it's not unusual for a little one to want to be me first. And this is a part of human nature. Even though we're created in the image of God, this is a part of where our tendency to do wrong is mixed up inside our image of God likeness. And we have a, a tendency that comes to us because Adam and Eve, when they were given this uh, decision, this opportunity, how were they going to represent the image of God in them? They were given a whole lot of freedom and only one prohibition, which was to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they did the one thing God asked them not to do. And that's where sin or this tendency to do wrong entered the human equation entered the love story between God and us, which put us, which put Adam and Eve at the beginning in a place of needing forgiveness, of needing a sacrifice, of needing a way for the relationship that they had broken to be restored. And so that is passed down to us through them. And that's where we can be me first. And when we are me first, it's not pretty. It's not good. It gets unhealthy fast. It's painful for others. It can cause us to cause pain to others. When we are me first, this is not in the image of God. God shows us love first by giving us life, by offering us salvation. God is not me first. 
And so it's important for us to ask ourselves, am I me first? And from there, we need to identify where we are me first and just confess it. Talk to God, tell God, hey, this is where I have been me first in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions. I did it. It was wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, God. Please wash away my sin. Cleanse me from it. Like we talked about last week. Make me whole again in you, God. Forgive me and give me the ability to do right. That's in the prayer that we read about uh, today in Psalm 80, if you're in the Bible reading with me. So God shows us love first by giving us life and offering salvation. So God has already communicated his love to us in that way. Now, what that means is that each of us created with attributes, an image of God. So there's something about us that carries the image of God and we have value. And what this also means is so does everyone else. Everyone in humanity, no matter where they are in their relationship with God, they're carrying the image of God and their life has value. And so what this means is that when people choose to belittle, put down, oppress, speak negatively of, do wrong against, um, do anything to violate the image of God that the other person was created in, it is as though it's an attack against God. It's an attack against the image of God in that person. And this includes racism. This includes sexism. This, this includes any time and place where we are belittling another person. And so it's very important for us in our spiritual journey that we're learning about God, learning about the value system of God, learning about what God is saying to us. And God has already communicated to us by showing us love and by offering us salvation and by doing it first, by not being me first. And so our response should include that as well. Now, Let's just talk about this, okay? So how do we how do we respond to all of this? Okay, God showed us love first, giving us life and offering us salvation. So how do we respond? Well, one, receive the love of God. Pastor Ben, how on earth do you do that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. First of all, you're you're starting the journey here now today with thinking about this, hearing the word of God, learning, listening, taking it in. And what I hope is that every day you will spend time with God. You will do whatever it takes. Go to bed earlier, wake up earlier, get time alone with no screens, get a hard copy of the Bible, pen and paper, so you can't be distracted by any notifications from any device. Um, try to do it at a time and a place where no other human is going to um, interrupt you. Set aside that private, personal time, and then spend time with God. Even just take notes on what we've talked about today. You can rewind this video. It's always going to be available. Think about the truth that we have already learned today. Think about it. 
Think about what it means. If you have a question about it, write it down. Let's pursue the answer to that question together. Think about what you have learned from it. God didn't wait for you. God didn't wait for what your decision was going to be. God started the journey. God started the whole thing. God showed you love first. Think about that and what that means. And then just like we've talked about almost every week for the last couple months, receive the good news of Jesus. That means just confessing, hey, I've been wrong. Confess my sin before God and choose to believe that Jesus is the way to salvation. Ask God for forgiveness. Make Jesus the Lord of my life. Just by confessing where I've been wrong and asking God for forgiveness, I can receive the love of God in a way that changes my life. That's what happened to Paul. Paul had been a horrible person. He had been a person who was looked at as a a, a church person, but he was putting to death Christians. He, he was a horrible person. Jesus revealed himself to him. Jesus showed up to him, and he had a complete and total turnaround. That's what happened to Paul. But what you can see in the writings that we've already read um, here today that he received the love of God for himself personally. And that means spending time, spend some daily time, think about it, receive it, pray, talk to God, God, I receive your love for me. Write it down. Write down one truth. What is one truth that you are, are trying to walk away from God's love with? And it's kind of like, think about it. maybe you play uh, one of those games on your phone or your tablet where you are a farmer and you're creating a little farm and that means you you build fences to keep maybe you want to keep your chickens in a concentrated area where you can get the benefit from your chickens or your pigs or your sheep or whatever it is well think about positive thoughts that are from truth like that that, that in order to have a, be able to focus on them you need to kind of build a fence to keep them together to keep them in a place where you can have focus on them and that could be a, a note um, file in your phone. It, it could be a paper journal, something that you write down. I, for a long time, I've kept um, just a small little folded pieces of paper in my pocket with these truths that I would look at and think about. And so take a truth from this reality that God loved you first, write it down, Put you got to put in, it takes effort. So it's like putting a fence post in to build that fence to get it to a place where you can concentrate on it, where you can focus on it on a regular basis. And that takes effort. And so that that's a part of why I'm talking about it this way, because that's what it has required for me. Now, maybe I'm slower than you are, and maybe it doesn't take as much effort for you. I hope that's true. But for me, it has taken a fair amount of effort to dig the hole for the fence post, to drive the fence post in, to put the fence up, to keep those truths in a concentrated space so that I can be focused on them and referring to them. Hey, God loves you. God loved you first. God's not withholding love from you until you get your act together. That's not what our God is like. God loved you first by giving you life and by offering you salvation. So first, the way we respond is to receive by spending daily time with God. Meditate on it. Meditate on whatever that truth is. Breathe slow. Give yourself a quiet minute to reflect on what that truth means. Now, number two, here's another way, and this is involved with the, the love story between God and humanity. So number two would be learning about other people. Think about this. All of your relationships will be better if you 
think about in what way is the other person created in the image of God? In what way? So I'll give you a few examples. You know, I have observed the way that Val cares for Josh, loves him, protects him, feeds him, clothes him, um, is an advocate for him within the school system. That is an image of God attribute of genuine love. Well, thinking about the the person of who Val is, I'm not trying to embarrass you, Val, just giving an example of this, has given me a more genuine spiritual respect for the image of God that, that Val was created in. She, that's a part of she's shaped like God, right? Um, I can think of a lot of other examples of this, but think about the people that are in your home, think about the people in your church family, and give some consideration to learn about them. And sometimes you just need to think, in what way are they created like the image of God? Well, what are these good, positive, loving attributes that you know of God? His faithfulness, his generosity, his graciousness, his justice, his um, the way that he can transcend challenges, and the way that he is powerful, and the way that he is a defender of the weak, and the way that he is a healer, and the way that, that he is one who brings freedom that doesn't have it. There's so many things about God And I guarantee you, you will find people in your life that are created in that way. So learning about other people. And I would just also say that this should include you carefully um, thinking about creating new relationships or taking next steps in relationships with people that you have in the neighborhood or that you see all the time at the grocery store or other places about. Think about the people that God's put in your path and try to just consider in what ways they might be created in the image of God. And try to learn about them. It'll help you formulate um, good, well-thought-out, open-ended questions that will help you um, learn to understand them more. And asking questions is one way that Rebecca and I learn more about Val as um, just an example. We can learn more about each other by asking good questions and with listening with an intent to understand. That is a way to love another person. And that's a way that we can learn about other people being caught up in this love story between God and the human race. So number three, showing other people love as respect. Showing other people love as respect. And I would just add to this, showing first. So um, I learned a lot from uh, an amazing man named Bob McGregor, who is pastor of Great Church out in Vancouver, Washington, and who was my uh, middle school uh, football coach and um, uh, youth pastor and just this amazing figure in my life. And Bob had a difficult life. Bob was not big or uh, tall or, or, or particularly fast, um, but he, he really uh, wanted to enjoy athletics as a way really to get out of a very difficult childhood. Um, he'd been sexually abused as a child. He had gone through a, an amazing amount of difficulty and mental illness uh, within his family that were great challenges and he in his teaching me about life skills and life relationships one of the things that he talked to me about was this god value of believing the best about other people and that did not come easy to him and it has not come easy to me but it's a really important lesson in life and one of the ways that he phrased it is that he said i'm just going to choose to believe that um, they like me until they prove otherwise. 
And it's a powerful truth and a way of believing the best about other people. But this is a, a Jesus posture, a Jesus attitude, a forward-leaning, gracious, loving attitude that we can have that's an appropriate way for us to respond to this truth that God showed us love first. So our reasonable response is to show God love first and to show other people love first. Now, you can do that by being respectful of them, by not passing judgment on them until you have learned something about them, by listening with an intent to understand. And a number of the things that I've already talked about in point number two. But I want us to think about this truth, that to be a Jesus follower, to be growing in the value system of God, means that we should be showing other people love and respect first. And that includes people that um, look and smell and walk and talk in ways that we don't understand, and maybe even in ways that we disagree with. And with everything that is going on in our world right now, this is relevant, it is important, it is helpful. And what that means is that sometimes you've got to bite your tongue and not say the first thing that comes to your mind, and listen instead and try to choose respect instead. I find a lot of times that uh, people have allowed partisanship and thoughts about conservatives or Republicans or white people or black people or um, uh, people who, whatever it is, they, they've slipped into this belief system and then they associate certain vocabulary words with that belief system. And then within that belief system, they have an us versus them mentality. And sometimes I communicate things on social media and they associate me. They're shocked suddenly because they thought I was one of us. And instead they think I'm one of them. And then they kind of come and attack me because they they didn't think I was a them. All of that is foolishness. It is foolishness. If we are a Jesus follower first, then we should be a person who shows respect and love first. Uh, it should be our posture. It should be what we do. Now, number four, and what I think is the value system that Jesus and his followers we're lifting up and talking about more than any other is when we're in this place of receiving the love of God, walking in salvation, learning and loving other people, that is sharing salvation. Your personal salvation, that the, the, you being washed of your mistakes, you being given new spiritual life and an opportunity for heaven to be your home, you being given this new spiritual life was never meant for you to keep for yourself. It is meant to be thrilling to you, and then for you to, in turn, be contagious through this positive life change and want to share it with other people. So I hope and I pray that every day you are thinking about this and you are trying to find a way to do that. Let me give you one example that I think is relevant to our current circumstances. In my last um, office job, um, I there were I had coworkers that were um, kind of surprised by how in love with my wife that I am. Uh, whether it be um, I, I picked up flowers on my lunch break to take to my wife that night after work, um, and, or um, they would ask a story um, about you know how we got engaged, how we fell in love, how long we had known each other, all these different things. I had people that were genuinely surprised by how infatuated, how crazy about Rebecca that I am. And and that became a way because it was so different than their own life and their own experiences. 
And <clears throat> what came as a result of that was that then they were just curious about me. I was an oddball. I was different. And we had a, a time in the workplace where with what was going on with the company and uh, circumstances that were beyond our control, beyond our control were very stressful. And I was in the process of moving from one um, shared management uh, position on a team to being one of the um, top general managers. And in that process, things were very stressful. And one of my team members uh, said to me one day in the break room, I don't get it. Why aren't you stressed? And I was kind of surprised by the question. And I kind of started to give an answer um, based on logic. And then I just realized I was kind of talking nonsense. And so I just stopped. And, and to be honest, I just had to say, it's because of Jesus. It's because of what Jesus has done in my life. Like, I'm not carrying around the guilt of my past. Um, it, that helps me really focus on today. And I know that whatever happens um, today or this week or payroll period or this quarter is not the end of my life. It doesn't mean that my life is over. That there is, I believe that there is something good for me beyond that. And that has really affected my stress level in the real world. And that was just my honest reply. And it was a really stressful situation. But that became a way for me to just genuinely, honestly, it was my lifestyle that showed it. There was a, a curiosity about the level of love in my life. And then there was this curiosity about why I wasn't being overwhelmed by the circumstances we are in. And listen, I'm sharing this with you because I think this is possible for you. In the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of racism, in the midst of civil unrest and um, international affairs and, and, and the, all the unbelievable difficulty in our economy and everything else going on, I believe that you can be not as stressed as your neighbors are. And I believe that that can bring amazing help to them. We've talked about that in 2018 and how can a home bring peace to a neighborhood. God loves you. God showed you love first by giving you life and by offering you salvation. And that's why you should first receive the love of God. Second, learn about other people. Third, show other people love as respect. And fourth, share your salvation. I hope that uh, these examples has been helpful to you. Allow me to pray for you today. God, I thank you for your great love for us. I thank you for new life through Jesus. I ask that you would strengthen us today, pour your virtue into us today, help us to give your love to other people, help us to just honestly reflect your love both in our curiosity about others, our respect for others, our learning about others, and our sharing the powerful truth of salvation with others. I thank you for that today, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for participating with this. Please feel free to share it with others. The video is available on our Facebook page and YouTube, um, and the links are posted on our Instagram as well. Hey, grace and peace to you. Have a great week.